Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. This morning, I just have, a, have this uh, uh, a sense of a need for a detour, a detour in the, in the direction that we're, we're launching on. We're launching on talking about the gifts of the Spirit and the power of serving others. And this morning, I just feel in my heart to take a little bit of a detour um, in that. And I would say this morning that if, if I wasn't willing to take this detour and to talk to you about some developments that took place during the course of this week, then I feel that I should resign as your pastor and go and become a librarian somewhere or uh, an accountant or... <laughs> or a bookkeeper or a barista. That's better. I like that. Thank you. But if I wasn't willing and courageous enough to speak to you this morning about this topic, then I think that you need to get someone else because what transpired during the course of the week, we need to unpack. We need to realise what took place this last week. We need to have a bit of a discussion about that. So I want to share with you this morning some developments over the course of this week. For many of you this morning, it might be a big shock and um, that's okay if it is. But I wanted to start with a, a verse of scripture out of the book of Jude. Jude is just one chapter in the Bible. It's one small chapter, but it does pack a powerful punch. And I want to read it to you starting this morning. I think it's in verse 3. It says this, um, I fully intended, dear friends, to write to you about our common salvation, but I feel compelled to make my letter to you an earnest appeal to put up a real fight for the faith which has been once and for all committed to those who belong in Christ Jesus. For there are men who are superstitious, uh, excuse me, can you say that for me, Rachel? Thanks very much. Enter the church, but uh, who, I knew when I read it this morning I was going to muck it up. Oh, wait, I've got that word. And I'll get it. I haven't got that word. I mean, let's move on. Enter the church, but who have now for a long time been heading straight for condemnation. I shall plainly give them. They have no real reverence for God and they abuse his grace and an opportunity for immorality. They will not recognise the only master, Jesus Christ our Lord. I love this thought here, an earnest appeal to fight for faith, or as other translations say, that we need to contend for the faith. Amen. Jude is encouraging us to contend or to fight for the faith for which we possess. What I'm about to share with you this morning might seem shocking, or almost unbelievable, but I want to share it with you this morning because, as I said, many people, it's probably flown, flown over your radar. This week, the Religious Discrimination Bill was again before Parliament, and the PM flagged that we would be having this discussion and establishing a Religious Discrimination Bill back in 2019. And this bill was designed to protect people of faith to live out their religious convictions. That was the whole purpose of it back in 2019. Well... Thursday morning, um, Thursday night, excuse me, Wednesday night, all the way through to Thursday morning at 5 a.m., five Liberal MPs crossed the floor of Parliament to vote with the Greens and the Labors to amend the Religious Discrimination Bill. The amendment meant this. I want to read it to you this morning. The amended bill meant the end of Christian schools as we know them. Let me continue. The bill was to become the law in Australia where no Christian could teach, number one, Biblical marriage, or Jesus' words that a man should leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. The second thing that this bill would limit is biblical and scientific-based gender assignment that God has created both male and female. Under this new proposed Christian school, 
Teachers or parents could be brought before the Human Rights Commission and face prosecution on the basis of teaching the tenets of our faith. You may not have known that, but this was taking place on Thursday and on Friday this week in our parliament. I kid you not, Thursday, I felt sick to my stomach all day thinking about what was to take place. Because the next step was that this, this um, um, development, this um, legislation was to go from the lower house and it was then to go to the Senate. Once it reached the Senate, it would then become law. It would become law. My whole day Thursday, I just could not believe that this is the nation that I live in, Australia. Freedom for all, freedom to express your religion, freedom to be able to teach your children and educate your children in the way that you felt was best for them as a parent, as a mother, as a father. But on Thursday morning, going all the way through to Thursday afternoon and to Friday, it was looking pretty much evident and actual that this was actually going to take place. That in schools, this would be the next step. That the government would determine which parts of faith, my faith, are acceptable and which parts are deemed unacceptable. Shocking news. Absolutely shocking news. The fact would be that we'd be, we would be forced potentially to teach transgender ideology or penalise if we don't do it. And do you hear what I'm saying this morning? You might find it shocking this morning and you might think this morning I haven't come for a political speech. Friends, if you're thinking that way, you're thinking wrongly. You're not thinking long term. You're not thinking about your children. You're not thinking about your own rights as a, as a member of Australian community and society that we have the right to freedom of speech and freedom of religion. And yet last week that was about to be snatched from underneath us all and we would have potentially came to work on Monday morning under this new legislation where no school... Christian school in Australia would be able to teach the tenets of our faith, in particular around marriage and sexual identity. Astounding. During the day, I've had the, the opportunity last week, um, over the last period of time, to have a number of phone conversations with Lyle Shelton about this. And Lyle's been all over this. And, you know, many people can have different views about Lyle Shelton. At the end of the day, I think he's just such a solid man in the faith. He's one of the most beautiful Christ-centered men that I've known and he's taken a huge amount of flack because he stands for truth. Huge amount. But we were talking on, um, on the phone on Thursday morning and I, I just kept saying, Lyle, I can't believe this. Lyle, I can't believe this. I can't believe this is taking place, Lyle. This is actually happening. And we started to talk about his comments over the last, last number of years. He said, Shane, for the last 10 years, we've been telling the church that unless we stand, this is ultimately where we're going to end up. And uh, it was a, a, quite a lengthy conversation with Lyle and we then started to move our thoughts from the lower house and looked at the Senate and thought as he looked at the Senate and we just started to discuss that, he came to the agreement and I agreed with him that if it went to the Senate, then potentially it would be pretty much come down to law. It would be a, a lay down misere. It would end up being the law of the land. We wanted to say, of course... The only thing that's going to change this is there's a miracle that takes place. Well, by Friday about lunchtime, that miracle took place. We're so thankful about that today. We really, really are. I think the, the, the Prime Minister obviously looked at the new legislation, the way that it was packaged, and put a halt to it going to the Senate. 
And I think that those people that made the amendments to the legislation as well weren't happy to vote for it unless they were able to leave it the way that it was. And as a result of that, it's been put off potentially, the words were, indefinitely, but I don't believe that that's the case. Friday morning, the bill had been withdrawn, indefinitely, some said. And I can only say, as I said, it's because of the PM, um, because there were no protections for people of faith. That those who were backing the bill were not willing to bring parts of the bill that would protect people of faith. And that was a huge relief. And I want to say this this morning, this morning, church. If anything, it shows us that we face as a people of faith in our nation that there is an aggressive cohort of politicians and activists that want to remove our freedom to live out the faith that we choose. Not just those of the Christian faith, those of every other faith as well, that we are being dictated to and dominated potentially by to say that this is what you are to say and you are not to say anything else about those particular matters. I believe that that's wrong. I don't believe that's a free and open society. And I believe this morning we need to be like Paul this morning and I want to read you a couple of thoughts this morning. I think now, as we looked at this over the last week, more than ever before, it's a time for us to begin to wake up. <laughs> Someone tried to clap, that was pretty bad. I was pondering on this because, you know, as a pastor... And as a Christian leader, um, I have the huge privilege and responsibility of standing here each week and having 30 minutes of your undivided attention to speak about different topics. And I know today that as I'm sharing this, some, will people, some people will be mad at me, some people will feel alienated, some people will feel like I'm criticising or judging, but at the end of the day, we need to stand for truth. And I'll explain why at the end of my message this morning. But as I was pondering to share this, I was reminded Friday night, Saturday, and during the course of this morning as well, the Apostle Paul, a, a brief story. And I believe that this should be us, the church, right now in this season, that we should, we should have an attitude and a heart like Paul, not in a, not in a combative way, but in a, in a compassionate way, that we're standing for truth because we believe in, 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 in the truth of God's word and, and the way that truth affects society and people in general. Acts chapter 17, the Apostle Paul, it says, Now while Paul waited with them, excuse me, for them at, at Athens, his spirit was provoked within when he saw that the city was given over to idols. Therefore he reasoned in the synagogues with the Jews and with the Gentile worshippers in the marketplace daily with those who happened to be there. Paul saw that people were surrendered to idols. What's an idol? It's the worship of someone or something other than God as though it was God. We have a few going on in our society today, and I would expect even a few going on in our churches as well. But this is the point that I want to get to, that Paul was provoked in his spirit. He saw what was going on, and rather than go, oh, well, it all looks too difficult. Oh, well, it's just the signs of the times. It's just where we're headed as a society. No, Paul was stirred in his heart and in his spirit to do something about what he saw. I fear that in our current climate, in our current culture, that we as people are going to be so, so muzzled, so, 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 so criticised for any, any semblance or any thought of standing up for truth. But I want to encourage you today that we don't fight against flesh and blood, we fight against principalities and powers. 
Our struggle is not with people. Our struggle is with the principalities and powers. And I believe that we need to be stirred in our spirit to be praying for our nation in this season of time. I felt on Thursday that what a terribly sad day for our country if people of faith couldn't teach their children their faith. That's what probably disturbed me the most. And I love this story about Paul who got provoked, got stirred in his spirit about what was happening in the city. And I believe that as a people as well, it's time to get a little bit provoked on the inside. It's time to get a little bit stirred on the inside. Maybe we need to get a little bit active about what's going on in our community right at this point. Paul was stirred by what he saw and he was moved to action and out of love he began to speak up. In all that we've seen over this last week, my prayer is that we would wake up as a church as to what we could have lost in that, in that, in that and that the senior leaders of the church across our nation would be provoked to do what Paul encourages us to do in 1 Timothy chapter 6. He says to Timothy, Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold of eternal life to which you are called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. It's time for us to fight the good fight of faith, to start to stand up for what we believe in. Not to be combative, not to be judgmental, but to stay true to our convictions and lovingly and graciously be willing to speak those out. What I hope will happen, and I'm just one little pastor in Shell Harbour, but my prayer is that we would begin to unite and lovingly and graciously give a defence of the faith in which we live in. The narrative of the, of the media all week has been for the last couple of weeks is that churches are in the business of expelling um, homosexual students, that they're in the business of expelling um, gender-confused children. That is a lie. A, the school has not. Christian Schools Australia has stated that has never happened in Australia. It's a lie. And yet the media is able to peddle it and peddle it and peddle it. It is not true. Christian schools embrace everybody as Christ calls us to despite their orientation or their sexuality. That's the mandate. We are meant to embrace and to love all. And yet we see in the media lie after lie after lie. You know, as we move into this brave new world, because I believe today that our, 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 our community, our nation, has is, 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 is something shifted, there will be Christians who have an attitude of, number one, head in the sand. I'm not interested in politics. I've heard Christians say that. I want to give you a heads up here and at home as well. Politicians are interested in you. Other people, you're at home possibly, you're in the church here or listening during the week and you say, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. I don't believe that it has to be, say, Sarah, Sarah. In every generation where a group stood up for truth, change was enabled. Change was actioned. And you can give up now and surrender your right to teach your child your faith or you can stand up and say, no, as for me and my house, we will follow the Lord. In every generation. But I'm praying that there will be a people of faith who will stand for truth in the face of what we can only say is misguided opposition. 
I love this thought in Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. It says, Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or are absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the gospel. Striving together for the gospel, standing fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, standing fast in prayer. I believe that we need to understand Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, that our, the, 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 the weapons of a wolf, we, excuse me, we do not fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. There is a supernatural hidden agenda trying to be outworked in our nation. We need to, as God's people, stand in prayer and push back those things in Jesus' name. This is not about arguing with people or condemning people or getting on Facebook and having a good old go. Get off Facebook. Every time you go on there to write some rubbish, get off that. Get on your knees and pray for our nation that His kingdom would rule and reign. We need to be a people of prayer. We need to be a people of speech as well, bold enough to speak truth, but to speak it in love and with grace. Amen. Speaking in love and in grace. But let's not be shut down. And lastly, as we move forward, I don't know where we are headed in the coming months. We have a federal election that's coming. We have all sorts of things that are in front of us as a people. But I do know this, that there are many, many people in political spheres today. Many, many politicians potentially would like nothing more than to make what we believe, parts of what we believe, to be hate speech. And I believe that that is wrong. It's not hate speech. It's the truth of His Word to help and to shape and to bless our community and our society. Could we just bow our heads this morning? Father, we just look to you this morning. And Lord, we all have our own our journey and we have our own experience. Lord, for many of us this morning, it might be quite shocking uh, what we've learnt and what we've seen and heard over this last week. And Lord, today we want to stand for truth, Lord. We want to stand for your word. But we do it, Lord, because of your great compassion towards us and towards the people of our great nation, Australia. Lord, today we just thank you as we move into this new season, into this new world, into this new arena. We just pray that you would fill us with your love and your compassion, Lord. This is not about the church judging or condemning or anything like that, Lord, it's, but it's about the church showing compassion, being courageous enough to stand up for the truth of your word, Lord. And so, Lord, today I just pray for... Shell Harbour Community Church, I pray for every other local church in New South Wales and beyond today, that you would help us to be courageous in our faith, that you would help us to be wise and gracious with our words, Lord, and that, Lord, that we would, we would be enabled to be able to speak your truth in whatever various platform it may be, Lord, that we could speak your truth with love, Lord. No, not condemning, not criticising, but just declaring your word and your great love for every person that you've created, Lord. So, Father, I thank you today. I lift the likes of Lyle Shelton. I lift the leader of the uh, Australian Christian Schools to you today, Lord. And I just pray in this season and in this time, Lord, that you would just give them the wisdom of heaven.
Lord, I also lift City Point Church to you as well, City Point College to you as well, Lord. Give them the wisdom to know how to lead, to do it graciously, but to do it faithfully and confidently. So, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for your great grace, your great love for us and for this great nation, Australia. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.